Hello. Um, let me start up front by just establishing that I'm a likable guy and a likable character um, in the world today. That's irrefutable and that's undeniable and it's in undisputed and you can't fight it and uh, it's inbattleable. You can't battle it. You can't. Uh, it's indefensible. That's an indefensible argument. The, um, this is the epitome of likability. That's what you tuned in for. Um, but I, I'm giving you an example of a life here on this podcast. This is, uh, this is my life. And you know what they say is that you really shouldn't fake it. You shouldn't fake a persona. Um, like, especially if you want a social media presence, like you can't be, um, you have to be real about who you are because if if it's fake it'll be found out pretty soon you can't keep up that for very long so it's like it, you shouldn't aspire for thing you shouldn't aspire in that direction like try to convince people of something that you aren't in order to get fame because the rug will just get pulled out from under you at some point um and that's true because the things that are f things that are fake are just the things that don't last as long really the only way that you're determining what is real is just the thing that has lasted the longest, like whatever, like when the Houston Texans were first made, the football team, they're an expansion team and they created them in like 2002 or 2003 or something. And when they first made them, because they just created them out of thin air, they weren't like a team that moved from one city to another. Um, when they first created them, it's it just kind of feels like, oh, they're not even, that doesn't even count because they weren't here a year ago. So what's so real about them, even though they are in the NFL, but if enough time passes and they're still there, like we're 20, almost 20 years later and they're still in the NFL at this point, like everyone's just like, yeah, they're the same as any other team, basically. Um, unless you're old enough, you remember they weren't there. You might still consider them a little bit fake, but it is, it is kind of like that, that the teams that are newer seem a little bit more fake, like as new, like expansion hockey teams or, or anything. Um, but it's just that the things that are real are the things that last the longest, but that's, that's just some, that's just something I'm saying that's true. But I question, I question whether or not, uh, or I question what the dynamic between realness and fakeness and the like then how that transpires in my own life i question the use of certain words like transpires or um or anything i question um you know what what do i question it's just like uh, coming up with constant words that's already fake. If you make something like, if you, like me coming up with sentence after sentence after sentence to record a whole hour, there's something, f there's something fake about it, but like not really because it's just an ability that I have. So it's actually, it's actually pretty real as far as making content is concerned. That's sort of what you're supposed to do. And then if you're better at it, then you are able to produce it for an hour. 
And so, like, I can help myself out by bringing more people into the picture. But um, some of it is a fake thing where I like to pretend like I wouldn't ever have those resources or I refuse to make it happen to myself. Like, but what I'm saying is, I'm so I'm making this podcast really what my job is in order to make it more popular as long as that's what I'm trying to do and that is what I'm trying to do as far as I know it's just that I don't I don't take all of the steps to make it that and I'm on about this uh, a lot of times but I'm saying like my job is to make something that is fake turn it into something that's real anybody who's creating anything the more successful their creation is the more they're able to turn something real and uh, this this podcast is, in some senses, it's like fake because people don't know that it's happening on a widespread level. I don't get a ton of views. This is not a tragedy. I am of the belief that, um, well, I mean, like I wish, wish that I had more views, but that's... I think that something is popular even if it isn't. Like I think that you're famous just by... Just by showing up, you're relatively more famous. Um, but it's it only goes so far. Like you could be an un- unlikable person, and um, I think what makes you unlikable is is if you is if you do the things um, do the things to give yourself credit in a negative direction. Like people don't like this. It's kind of like. Well, for example, a school shooter is pretty unlikable, but like doing something for fame or popularity that is convenient is inherently unlikable. This is like a definer of unlikability Um, is like being trying to get negative attention or like infamy or, or something trying to get negative attention is always like people don't like that because it is convenient so it's just like it's just clearly unlikable to try to get attention while not sacrificing anything like if you want to do if you want to be likable that means that you have to get popularity the right way or in other words follow the rules make connections like it takes a lot more work and it takes a lot more sacrifice probably to be likable like um i'm making the point that you're likable maybe takes some work there are people that are naturally likable but it's kind of like um we don't say that anybody is popular unless they're really popular at least that's our standard of popularity as it stands now we're like because we're just kind of slapped in the face year after year with examples of viral videos or just like virality or we kind of link virality to popularity or it's like i mean people perceive popularity differently but popularity is kind of fake relevance is kind of fake um relevance is fake because it's um like thinking that it needs to keep going or it's really more like putting a word to the things that continue to continue to exist relevance is just kind of like realness and um 
it's I guess it's not easy to describe the impact of realness in words. And so it's a little bit platitudinal to ascribe relevance to like the unfolding world. And um, by that, I mean, describe what is happening in the world, the real things of it. Um, it's like they're, it's, they're platitudes or they're dis descriptions or just like temporary judgments or criticisms uh, is what I'm saying is a platitude. A platitude is a, is a criticism. Platitude is a word for like a flatness of sorts. So it's kind of like a, a smoothing over or a sameness that happens, kind of like making making things identical or throwing things under the same title or same identity uh, is like a flatness. Um, just trying to describe a platitude, but like a, like relevance is kind of like a platitude to describe. It's the same with currency or popularity. Um, like better than describing it in those platitudes or like the words is obviously just the, the thing that's happening. Um, but I'm saying like with the perspective, probably the perspective of somebody, you don't, you don't want to try to, you don't want to try to aim for relevance. I don't think like you have to, you have to do a lot of work, but I mean, it's okay to keep relevance in mind. I'm just, I'm just wondering if, um, relevance is an acceptable goal to have or if you're always aiming at relevance does that does that automatically make you somebody who will never be that because you're making that an idol or something i'm just talking about like making idols or making gods at all uh like you can make a god out if you're making a god out of popularity then you're probably like somebody who wants to be a popular kid so you're a loser and um, I'm saying this as applies to the world. I'm saying this as applies to myself. It's not either one or the other. When people like people get criticized nowadays for projecting their problems, and it's just kind of like that is partially the case. I th I think that it's hard to escape from talking maybe talking about yourself sometimes, if you're just exhausting what you've seen back out into the world you're talking to people about things like call it, telling people that they're projecting is kind of just a controlling measure to silence people so that people think that whenever they're talking it's just about themselves so they're narcissistic or selfish like you don't want to get into the territory like i'm saying um please recognize that when you're talking it is not just you that you're talking about it probably never is just you i think that that's pretty absolutist that anybody would think that that was the case. I think that maybe you're talking like, like you're you're talking about an individual level and a more macroscopic like, the entire world level. But people in the way that they talk, they take up a different position on this spectrum from individual to world. In the kind of way that they talk, they speak like different people speak for either themselves or the world, and they're at. They might be at the world end of the spectrum where they're better at speaking for the entire world. Where it's like, and that's an inherently popular person. Inherently people-ish person. Um, 
somebody who inherently speaks for lots of people all at once. I see people like this, and I wish I was like them. Does that make me a loser? Possibly. Um, I think that... I think that... Um, well, like, loser, winner. I wish that I was winning more, but you can only do so much. Like, I relatively win, I relatively lose. It's not the case that I'm completely a winner. I think that... I think that you might get into a giant organized religion in order to feel like a winner all the time, like like victory in Jesus or something. Um, because, uh, honestly, if you anchor your identity in Jesus, that's always going to be real because Jesus is always um, continuing on and on. We're counting his years like he's still alive across the entire world. Um and what I'm saying is that I don't know that there's a better standard that you could look to, like, than the standard of Jesus. But because, like, how are you going to find a more centralized standard, a more centralized figure, or a, or some a person that has more authority? Like, are more people worshiping Bill Gates or are they worshiping Jesus? The answer is Jesus. Who makes more money? Is it the Christian church or is it Bill Gates? The answer is the Christian church because they probably make maybe a, like, the lowest estimates of it would say that Jesus, like, Christianity is making um, more than Bill Gates in any one year, but they're making more than him, like, annually, every single year. And uh, I would argue that Jesus is the richest person on in the world. And so, and like, if you're a Christian, don't argue to me that that isn't true because I mean, like, don't tell me that, well, he's not around, so that doesn't count. He's not like Elon Musk because the whole point, if you're a Christian and then this kind of influences the rest of the world or the world is going along with it, whether or not they're willing to acknowledge it. Uh, the point is that you believe that Jesus is still alive and that is why we're counting his years. And so if he, like, if we're counting his years... Let's treat him like he's a living person right now. He's the richest guy on earth. But what I don't understand is like why Jesus doesn't even he doesn't even enter into that conversation at all, even though we have to reference him on every important document we sign when we give the year. Like everybody across the entire world for more than a century, like any anybody dating any document, they're referencing like Jesus's birth in the year. Um, but we kind of act like this isn't this standard that's in our face all the time, but I'm talking about like, um, hmm, talking about un unlikability, realness, fakeness, um, when like the Theo Vaughn's podcast is a standard all its own, like there aren't, there's no standard and so it's really difficult to say what is real and what is fake. But you don't generally and socially, you're not supposed to come across as somebody who can't discern between real and fake. Or like that's not, allegedly that's not supposed to be an issue. Or like you're you're crazy if you can't, you can't figure out what's real and what's fake. And I would say that then that's fine. Or like that's, that's it's pretty easy then to be crazy to be out of your mind because there's it's really difficult to say what is real or what is fake because there's there's different standards everywhere like 
Joe Rogan's podcast, that's a standard. Drake's music channel, that's a standard. Theo Vaughn's podcast, that's a standard. All of those are different standards. They're different versions of how the thing is supposed to be done, but there is standing point or a jumping off point for um, how the world is supposed to be viewed. But really, every person that's in the world is presenting their own set of standards just by living in the world and sharing their stories and experiences or connecting with people. Different, Any different person is a different position sharing their views on the world, their perspective. Each perspective is a different standard. There's too many standards that you're going... And they're going to say that anything is real. Like... Um, and it's really just that every one of those standards is real, but every one of them is fake, and they're all they're all comparable because they're all different. The only way that you tell that something is real is if it if it lasts longer. Like Starbucks is fake, especially if it's like especially if Starbucks was created and then after a year it went out of business, or like it's or you compare Starbucks with some. Mexican restaurant that opens and it's just like you can tell it's a failing business from the start if you go in there and then it closes after a year or like some shitty restaurant that opens in a bad location that like the restaurant that closes after a year is pretty much it is like fake it's like it's almost like it never existed as real because it's like a fraud in comparison to other restaurants and we tell that as a result of just the time that it lasted essentially like, if it only lasted for a year, we're like, those people don't even open a business. Or, it's like, they barely even... It's it's like they didn't even open a business or they're frauds in being entrepreneurs or presenting themselves to the world like they can start a business. If their business closes, we're kind of... We get into the territory saying what they created is fake and that they are fakers. Um, but I, I'm just saying that they're, like... That the restaurant though that lasts a year is also a standard and it is real at a place in time. It's just that they're different things that are real are different relative truths. Relativity is realness, and what you compare with relative truths are different realities. And the better ones are just the ones that time likes more or that last longer through time. And um, I. I say that to say, let me bring it back to myself. But like, um, my job in this podcast is to make something fake, turn it into something real. Um, this, my podcast is a standard. It's just that there's no standard that you know to be standards and all, everyone, so it's like, the world is kind of standardless, and so everything is fake, and everything is real, because... Every standard that anybody creates and any person that's alive, they're going to die. The standard is going to die because all of them are proved to be temporary at some point. So that's why I say like, how am, really, how am I supposed to say there's a better standard than Jesus when it's like, compare Theo Vaughn's podcast to Jesus's platform and there's no comparison. It's almost like there, that would be laughable to say that. But it's like Christians get into Christianity partially because of this reason, because no kingdom on earth will ever surpass the kingdom of Jesus. But this is literally happening because we keep counting Jesus's years. Um, where it's like Theo Vaughn has no shot in comparison to Jesus. He's totally screwed. 
Um, and so if you can't beat them, join them. But it's like the it's it's funny that this is how the competition plays out in a world that's so competitive. We act like the competition that there is a competition when there isn't one. Uh, like, like Jesus already won the competition. And in my opinion, like, I'm not really a big fan of Christianity, but that because, um, it's easy to worship the guy who already won the game because he did. It's harder to try to make a competitive argument real for a longer period of time. It's actually like in comparison to Jesus, it's basically impossible. But my problem is nobody's ever acknowledging this. Because they're like, nobody's willing to admit the competitive aspect of it or see Jesus as a competitor um, when that's in, that's entirely what it is. Jesus says, um, Jesus says less of the longest, but it's like um, people I think would like to try to act like things aren't a competition sometimes. When it is all, it's it's kind of both a competition and it's both capitalist and socialist at the same time. But um, so, like, what's my problem with that? Jesus is my problem with Jesus is just like he's the he's a competitor, but people don't recognize it this way. And but I guess people aren't looking for fame that is bigger than Jesus's fame because people aren't ambitious enough. But there, it's like the people who get the most fame are the people that are the most ambitious and they are like someone like Joe Rogan gets so much fame that he challenges the established order, but he's not, um, he's not going to rise above Jesus's level. Um, but what makes you unlikable is, um, what makes you unlikable is just kind of worth it. It's just kind of worth it to you. But like th things are real and things are fake. I, I feel like, um, like I'm a sort of a fake person. I wonder if I'm real or fake. That's, that's a real question or this, thing I would want to work out is like, um, I do fake things in real life. Like oftentimes if somebody is saying that I appear a certain way, I'll start doing things in the opposite way just so that I am not what they think that I am. But I actually do a lot of that pretty unintentionally. Um, because if you are able to do that, it's just that like, if nothing, if most of the things that somebody would say about you don't apply because you're not a very identifiable person. Like if I'm not very identifiable, or in other words, I'm more fake, um, then I have the ability to discard judgments that people th throw my way. And um, if I have that ability, then I can access the right of then appearing different than I appeared before. And so that's confusing to other people and it's not like it's not beneficial to me because it doesn't because it's it's just separating it means that i'm gonna die alone it means that um like if i always do that because then your people don't know what to accept you as and it's just kind of assumed that a kind of character that does that is um is a is like a lost cause 
or is somebody who's not living life the right way because you're not like it's the only thing that's important is connection and love or like letting trust and um it's not so much the case like it would be on it's unfortunate that there are people that their authenticity is in the realm of changing all the time like if i'm a naturally changing person then i'm being authentic by discarding the judgment that you gave to me earlier but maybe i just do this in an maybe i just do this in an effort to uh last longer or not be figured out or not be defined but i'm not saying that i'm, I'm not saying that i'm great at that or anything i'm just saying that i am maybe more fake i feel like that's what you would have to call it but and even the podcast I do is a little bit fake because it's kind of like, um, it's too localized. And as you can see, as it stands right now, it doesn't get a lot of views. And I would say like the more views that something is getting is the more real it is because that's the more people are engaging with it and validating its reality. Popularity designates realness because the more popular it is, the more money it has is a, is a reflection of people's vested interest in people's trust in that thing and it's it's the same with um views or likes you see more views and likes people have people are willing to invest in that to say like that is real um when i post when i post links to my episodes on facebook i don't get a lot of likes in comparison to people i see on there that get a lot of likes for like photos they put up it's because there's something unlikable about what I'm doing. That's the only way that I would describe it. Or there's just something unlikable about me to people I know. Maybe it is factors like this that I come across as fake. Um, but I'm saying, like, I, when I'm making this podcast, I, I'm trying, even at this moment, I'm trying to make something fake into something that's real. The longer that I make it is the more real that it becomes, um, the more, but it's like, I have to maintain this confidence about it. And, um, but, but I have this problem where people start to perceive me to be confident. Then I want to throw them off. Like I want to throw in an inconfident because I, because my life sucks or, or something. I like, don't, I don't, I don't like prosperity, but it's not completely that. But I'm just being a narcissist. I'm talking about myself a lot. But one way that I can make this more real is automatically is if I bring guests onto the podcast because it just it validates that this is going on for real in the world. As long as it's just me, there's something more fake about it. It's easier for people to write it off. Um, but that's not necessarily always the case. It's possible that in the future, a lot of people are doing what I'm doing, just like, oh, because you do have the opportunity to just record yourself at your house. Anybody does. It's the same as podcasting, where it's like people weren't doing that forever. And then all of a sudden they realize that like, oh, it's actually really easy, convenient. You could just record conversations from your house. Probably even more convenient than that is just recording yourself without having to set up like a guest is coming. And like, um, there is like convenience and convenience maybe like we we realize at, like the world grows to become less superstitious and then we're like it's okay to do that even though it seems a little seedy or seedy whatever the word would be because like superstitiously since we don't see a lot of people do that 
or it's just them recording themselves we're like there's probably something wrong with it but it's like the world grows to just kind of go along with the next closest thing and then they start to they start to do it it was like some it's like the new things that we do the new like genres of entertainment that emerge are just somebody choosing to do like something that's kind of right in front of their face like it's the same with music like whatever is the next greatest evolution in in music is just some it's just like percussion that people like a more advanced or more complex beat that people aren't taking advantage of right now that they could be but they aren't because they're like i have to go with the rhythms that i already know are popular but it's like that's what makes you innovative is if you uh make the thing make something that doesn't exist into something that does exist and so i'm trying to do that with this podcast because it is it's relatively real and fake but um it's my job as creating it if i really want it to if I really am confident about it and I'm proud of it, then it's my job to make it more real as time goes on. And one way I do that is by bringing guests on. And this this will happen, but I am I'm lazy or I'm taking my time or something like that. But what what is it that makes you unlikable is um, it's like convenience of uh convenience of opinion probably it's like when you don't have to sacrifice something i'm talking about but i'm talking about real versus fake and then like how this how this works out in my life currently is that like i go and do stand-up and the columbus comedy scene um likes realness more rather than fakeness and i think that i think Literally that that is because Ohio skews East Coast and the East Coast is real. Like New York City comedy is definitely real ended. And I think that it goes, it extends out to like if you go across the Atlantic Ocean to England, England is even more real than the East Coast. But you don't want to be at, you don't want to be at the United Kingdom's level of real because that's just going to make your life shitty. Uh, or like you're just going to be pessimistic about everything the way that the way that it's like the stereotype is that people in England are have negative attitudes they're pessimistic it's because they're too much uh, I'd say it's because they're too much given over to criticizing each other's individualities out of existence because they're stuck being real and I think that East Coast does does this also just not at the level of England um, like and I think that when you get to Chicago, at least in terms of America, Chicago is right in the middle in terms of real and fake. Um, and the West Coast is fake. The East Coast is real. They expect they expect realness out of me, but I, I'm kind of more fake. I'm a more fake comic. I like to come up with whatever to say or go into things that don't necessarily make sense to the point that people don't know if I'm being serious. And that's just real life for me is people don't know if I'm being serious, and generally speaking, I aim to do this, or it's like I wear it as a badge of honor, but uh, I probably can't do it that heavily because it just becomes a liability to me over time because if people are confused about what I'm saying, in some senses it's their fault because just take me seriously if you can't, fi- if you can't figure out I'm being serious or not. 
uh, you're just being, in some senses, people are just being lazy. Like, you find find a place where this is a possible thing that I'm saying, or, like, the reality of what I'm putting out there exists. Like, because I'm not, I'm not lying to you. I'm being serious. Um, but it's like, uh, in some senses, but that's, like, that's part of the problem is, like, making it this high standard for other people when they listen to me talk where it's like you have to like uh, I kind of think that people would figure out what I'm saying but in reality it's kind of this high-ended standard that it's hard for people to get on board with or it's like I'm expecting too much out of people for them to figure out what I'm saying but it's like I am being serious you're just not doing enough work to figure out what the standard of realness or seriousness is and so really probably whatever things I say probably appear as fake to lots of people um, but like I go and like, I'm a fake comic, like people will laugh at what I'm saying. It's just that to me, it doesn't like in a place that values realness, it seems a little, um, I mean, there, it's just gonna maybe come across as superficial and am I a superficial person? I feel like I could come up with, um, different sets at different venues and this is kind of a characteristic of being more fake as opposed to real. But like, I don't really think that I'm fake. Like, I'm not pretending. I'm just, I'm just saying something probably that's too specific. And when it gets really specific, then it's, um, I, I don't know. I think that it's, I think that it's real. I don't think that I'm really fake necessarily. But, um... Like uh, convenience in unlikability, like that. It's it's really the when people are saying things that are like not not deep enough, then then they're saying things that aren't related to themselves at all. And this is fake. I basically always try to say things that are related to myself. Um, and so you might wonder if I'm arguing with a specific person or specific argument. Doesn't matter. If that's what you're wondering, I'm just I'm just talking about um, realness versus fakeness. I'm trying to work out these things, and so unlikability is is maybe convenient on its own, and likability is inconvenient. Popularity is inconvenient, but like popularity can be used as a criticism, like oh you're just a popular kid, and really the podcast that I make is a pop podcast because I give you a topic and then 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 I give you a new topic then I moved on by the next time so it's like whatever thing I was talking about previously popped like it was a bubble so this kind of style that I do is fake or it's like pop um but it is not is not um I don't get tons of views so it's not like apparently popular and um but people are saying things that aren't related to themselves then this is more i don't know it's kind of inconvenient to say anything at all and like unlikable is better than nothing like i would rather be disliked than ignored probably like it's is it more difficult to be disliked or is it more difficult to be ignored probably more difficult to be disliked so even though unlikability is convenient what's more convenient is just doing nothing um 
and so so it's kind of like there's some likability in unlikability as long as you're participating in that drama um the likable versus unlikable one which is one that i do participate in because i do want everyone to like me it's just that i go about it in pretty indirect ways a lot of the time um i mean i don't have a problem i have no i have no problems um i i'm a problemless person i do i do have a lot of problems and uh problems that i wish that i could work out on my own but i i think that problems are alleviated through conferencing or uh through talking to other people because if you talk to enough people you're going to run into somebody who's good at alleviating your stress and your problems because certain people are going to be an antidote to the bullshit that you put out into the world and um certain people will certain people will have the opposite effect and um it's just like that's the only way that you're going to work out what is the issue is if you hear from enough other people um it's like the power of a connection is actually going to destroy um limiting factors or limiting ways that you see yourself like it's only the power of uh of an outside connection that's going to break you free from the from the authorities or rules that you are that you're or the walls that you're making yourself live within those walls can be broken down only through you get a connection from the outside that's really powerful or you connect with somebody who's really like you that can really help you out it's um then you're then the walls get destroyed and that is that's probably what people talk about with love being the most powerful thing or why love is so important because nobody wants to be within walls. Um, as far as I know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be within walls and, but walls can come in so many different forms. I think that rhetoric is a really, uh, nefarious and pervasive form of walls, like, uh, being roped into saying the same things. Uh, and so that, uh, that inspires me to try to be more different or like, I mean, it's kind of like a fight against rhetoric. It's a fight against thinking that you are the person that you were before. If you're playing the game, I think maybe if you're playing the game or you make it because you can make it about competition or you can make it about socialism. And there are a lot of people that I think, um, I mean, the world kind of pushes you to view everything in this collectivist way where it's like you don't have a voice because you need to be doing everything for the good of the earth when that that's not helpful to view things that way because it's really impractical to think about that you're going to help the whole earth or even the whole country or even the community. Um, like do this for the good of the community. But that's how that's the most practical one that you could get roped into the easiest is like, you have to do something for the good of the community. Um, con connectedness. Uh, you should do something for the good of the good of the community, and so um, it's it's a matter of going deeper or really admitting what is the truth of the situation is what's going to make it make it so that you're likable, make it so that you're you're on the right track. If you're on the right track, doing likable things. 
that takes sacrifice in every case. Sacrifice is something like just going deeper than what you've gone before, being less superficial, going deeper. And in order to go deeper, then you're just saying things that are more directly related to yourself. But um, I guess in like me making a podcast like this, some of it is that if I say enough, even if like an idea isn't who I am, I mean, I don't need to explain the premise of this podcast. That's a trade secret. Don't have trade secrets and then you won't um, have problems connecting with people. Uh, but trade secrets is like everything. That's kind of what creates a standard is having trade secrets. Like um, like the way that Starbucks makes a makes their coffee or whatever it is. Uh, that other people don't have that formula. Trade secrets help you maintain the standard, help you maintain realness. It, But it's like, in some senses, how real you are is dependent on how good your secret is. I don't know if that's completely true, but it's like people would say in order to like be on social media, make sure, don't fake it, just be yourself. That's how you'll succeed. Don't blame other people, like platitudes like these. Um... And so what is the what is the presence of secrets in somebody who is successful on social media? Is there one or are they just being really positive and being totally themselves? They're being is it like the least secretive people are the most successful on say TikTok? Uh I guess I guess probably. And so um like what is the presence of using as protecting a secret in order to make money because you can't literally you can't give everything away so it's not it's not a matter of being as real as possible uh because if you've already generously given everything away what what and everything is free to everybody like, if your content is free, then you're not making money off of it, which is almost something like what I'm doing, which is what makes me realize that I'm a generous person. I'm a generous person. I give this podcast away um, for free, and I don't, uh, I don't do a lot in terms of trying to find ads or ad revenue or anything like that uh, because I'm like, it's better just to give it away. But what I'm saying to you is, like, I am somebody who's not faking it. I'm just um, I'm just saying as far as I am thinking when I make an episode. And this is a level of realness that has not really benefited me or made me more popular. So maybe it's actually better to be... I think it's better to be fake. But ultimately, it's better to be a rule follower. Rule, fo rule followers are are fake because they're conforming their individuality to a set of standards. That's the only way to be popular is to conform with the highest standards or the, the most popular ones, like the most popular standards, the ones that the most people are abiding by or engaging with. If you align yourself with those, that's what's going to make you popular. And that doesn't really have much to do with being yourself. It has everything to do with uh, compromising your individuality so you're part of a collective that likes you because it's only once you're part of a collective that you have a lot of votes for people that are like oh yeah um 
and you have to you have to get rid of yourself to be part of a collective and i don't do that very well i like it to be my own standard and because of that is to my detriment in terms of popularity so like don't listen to people who say be yourself it's not really to like be a big bigger deal it's not ex it's not exactly about that like that's an important part of it but that's really that's maybe half the story because it's actually about not being yourself and not being yourself is going to be what's going to be more more fake and so um there's it's sort of convenient to align with a collective but maybe not convenient for everybody for me it's not convenient because i'm na not naturally inclined in that direction um I'm not naturally inclined in the direction of um, aligning with a collective. I would rather maintain my individuality. And so, um, like, inconvenience is probably always an important thing to throw in with, with convenience. Like, maybe convenience isn't the greatest evil. Because you want to do what you like, and you want to do what you want... Um, but like the perspective I'm giving you is one of somebody who's in a competition or like somebody who thinks everything is a competition. And so the world, because they're so interested in saying we're all doing things for the good of the world, they're kind of focused on, like doing things for the good of the community or the good, good of the world is a socialist standpoint. And the socialist standpoint is the most popular one. It's the most visible one because visibility is going to go to the most popular groups or the most popular ideologies get the most visibility um like but look at somebody like colin coward the sports analyst in case you don't know who colin coward is he has one of the biggest sports analysis programs in the world and it's just based around him and his opinions he has he has a show on Fox, but he does like he does like three hours every day, every weekday of new sports analysis material. Like he's Joe Rogan or something. Like he's the Joe Rogan of uh, sports analysis because this thing is like a podcast, but it's like a TV show on Fox. But his YouTube videos get more and more views over the years. His YouTube channel that shows the content that appeared on his show like clips of it or just the show or whatever gets more views over the t over the years and he he's just growing in popularity he has a pretty massive audience is what i'm saying and let me tell you about colin coward let me summarize it for you like he let me let me break down the riddle for you different people are different energies and there is kind of like something about them at the end of the day like i the way i see it different celebrities that come into focus for you or like come in are in front of you that you see more frequently depending on what your algorithm is or what you like different celebrities that sort of come into your life or they fade in and out of your life they're sort of like a, a dream that you could work out or they're sort of like a riddle they're a they're a figure that you could work it out. There's a certain kind of energy. And um, you can, if you wish to break it down, you can try to interpret the person like you would interpret a dream. Because, like, there's some dreams you have where it's like you can interpret it and then you figure it out. You're like, oh, I know that that's what it meant. Or you can get a pretty good idea of it. At least that's what I think you can do with dreams. But the world as it plays out is like a... Um, 
the world, the waking world, when you're awake, I'd say is one giant dream. And the world when you're sleeping also is, is, is more the dreaming world where we're like, that's where you're dreaming because more dreams happen when you're sleeping. But in other words, like dreaming is like watching TikTok. Uh, with how many dreams that you encounter or it's something closer to that watching youtube like because you uh allegedly encounter lots of dreams during the course of the night but even if it's you don't see a ton of dreams over one night you encounter lots of dreams over a period of a month or something a month of nights of sleep you've probably encountered lots of different dreams but it's it's like um these two things are not so separate from each other, the sleeping world and the waking world in terms of dreams. It's, I think it's just that the dreaming world is a much faster rate of time or uptake. You just encounter very many different worlds or very many different realities during the course of a night or during the course of your time in the sleeping world. It's just a faster rate, like you're watching faster, the same way that you encounter very a, a ton of different standards when you watch TikTok, a ton of different people's channels, different people's positions on what they say, like this is what the world is, or this is what it takes to be uh, in this space, or like different people have different takes on it. They pr they present different standards. You encounter different worlds, so to speak, as you watch lots of different YouTube videos or lots of TikTok. And it's the same with dreams while you're sleeping. You encounter worlds that are completely different from each other, scenario, different scenarios. But what makes the waking world different is that it's just one world the entire time. Um, and then like you watching TikTok takes place within this one world or it's kind of like one, it's like one, one story that's happening and all of the figures that you see within it are kind of, uh, they're in one narrative and that's, that's the, that's the problem with it. Um, and what I'm saying is just that all of it takes place within, and it's supposed to take place within the same standard or within the same narrative. Does the waking world, every celebrity that you see is thrown under the same story. And it is kind of that way as long as it's, we describe the world as the world and um, like the author authoritarian structure and political structure that like works its way up to you get the globalists the people who go to the Bilderberg group are like the people controlling the world as long as the world is authoritarian in this way and it's like expected that you see it as the world then it's one like then it's just kind of one world or one narrative or one story and especially when it's all just like um it's one timeline but it's like you wouldn't say that the world as we're living in it is different I mean, it's, I feel like in recent years, it's starting to become something like that, or like the world is starting to feel more like a fever dream as all of this shit starts to run together, or people kind of get more information about how standardless the world is. The world kind of becomes more like the dreaming world, because there's too many conflicting standards. But that's what you get with a dreaming world. It's just that, like, I think that they're both dreams. It's just that you have this different perception of time that happens in the waking world where it's all like, it's so much slower because it's all just within one, it's all within one thing. But with, with that, you see, you can look at movies and they're just a picture of something or they're an image that you can work out um, or that the world is processing when people make works of art or whatever. And people are like this, but Colin Coward is like a coward and... Um, 
it just so happens to work out that his last name is like the way that he is, in my opinion. Not everybody is like this. You wouldn't want to go into the territory of being like, their their names, their last names. My last name is Connor, and so this pertains to what I'm talking about right now, real versus fake. Like, if I was fake all the time, um, it would. it's like, it'd be really narcissistic to, like, view, actually view your last name literally. But, um, and I don't, I don't do that. I don't aim to be somebody who's conning people or anything like that. But there are people who kind of like live up to their last name or they end up taking it seriously. Not everybody does that, but um, there are people that do. I think that you would go wrong to ignore, like, ah, no, it's, his last name is Coward, so that doesn't, you'd be crazy to think that that has anything to do with it. But like, we definitely ignore the impact of last names way more than we should. Nobody ever comments on that Donald Trump's last name is Trump. And he's just like trumps everybody to the point that he becomes the leader of the entire country. He Trump like he was he's that good at trumping people. But it's like, you why wouldn't you look at that and think that maybe he's somebody who th- like takes words so literally that he thought he had to live up to his last name in life or something like and the way that we treat that whole thing really makes the world of real versus fake very confusing or it's like it makes it more so that how could you point to anything and say that it's real especially when like jesus is probably your greatest example of realness because he's lasted so long that entity that reality has lasted so long and continues to generate tons of revenue um when we are able like when the entire world is able to pass it off or like basically not even recognize that this is going on that we name time after jesus and reference like a 2022 on every important document we sign we reference our own name and we reference jesus's name but the world is just kind of like ah that's not happening but like Jesus isn't actually here. He's, but um, it's kind of like mostly everything in the world, we make it so that it has to be real in order for it to be real. Or like, we actually need the evidence of it to say that it's real. It doesn't work that way with everything. It doesn't work that way with like conspiracy theories. But most things were like, you need to be able to know what you're talking about. Like you have to be a doctor uh, to perform the, you have to, the authority, you have to be able to speak on the thing that you're saying, like, we apply the authority or the territory that somebody owns, or, or like, we just need evidence. Most things we hold to the standard of, like, it has to be real in order for us to consider it to be real. But, like, Jesus doesn't fall in this category because he's not here, but he's treated like he's real. Like, he's one of the few things I can think of that it's, like, okay for everybody to be like, yeah, that guy's real. And I know that not everybody does, but just, like, a third the third of the world that our christians do and uh that's that's a lot of people that's like billions of people that are saying something is real that isn't and um most things don't work that way but when jesus is like who's going to be better than that competitively speaking how's joe rogan going to make a platform that's more real or last longer than jesus he's not he already lost but um jesus isn't even here like the like the the fakeness of it like it should be that he's the fakest it's almost like when you become the realist it's like um it's almost like being the most fake but this is what this is what i'm saying is that like 
aligning yourself with popular collectives in order to be popular, this is not really authentic to who you are. Um, but it is what makes you real ultimately, or what would make you last the longest ultimately. And so like, I could come up maybe with different sets and stand up for different venues. Like I might be able to do that better than other people where it's like, I think that this crowd would like this. And then I say a different set because I change myself like a chameleon to the context uh, or like I appear in different contexts. And uh, that's, that's fine. If you do that, I'm just wondering if, does that make you fake? or Does that make you real that you're able, it's got to make you more real to be able to, it's it's just kind of like the more successful you are in any realm, the more more feedback you get that's positive, more likes you get, more laughs you get, anything you get in terms of numbers is kind kind of what makes you more real. And success is basically just numbers. Um, that's how we typically evaluate it. Is if you get if you last the longest, you get the most numbers in any area. Then you're then you're real, or people respect it. You get people's respect that way. But um, I'm saying Colin Coward is like a riddle you want to work out. His whole thing is that he aligns himself with uh, standards. He's a he's a big rule follower, and this is the reason why he gets tons of um, followers. Is um, is because he aligns himself with popular collectives and just like just the teams that have the greatest legacies already. That's his whole platform, Colin Coward. So this is the riddle I'm working out for you. Is that, um, and it doesn't work this way for everybody, but it's like, figuratively speaking, he's presented in the world as Colin Coward. His show is The Herd, which is just like, if you really wanted to distance yourself from the coward moniker, you wouldn't reference your last name in the show that you're making. But it's like, um, it's kind of just the way that it is in life for that guy is... It is cowardly what he does. And it's cowardly because it's just a bunch of rule following. He doesn't, um, like, it It will appear as original thought, but it's like he only is ever contradicting people who hold alternative opinions ultimately because he just aligns himself with, like, the Los Angeles Dodgers or whatever. Like, he hates Milwaukee sports. He hates Cleveland sports because they aren't as high of standards as, like, the New York and Los Angeles teams. That's his whole thing is saying like, you know what I like is the team that everybody likes. That's what he is about all of the time. All the time. He just follows, he just does the, he's trying to be on board with the thing that most other people are on board with. Or in other words, he has a lot of standards, but he like, he doesn't like people who don't follow rules. He's like, you need to be a rule follower to be successful. That's why he hates Baker Mayfield. He's like, he's a, He's, he's somebody who runs from the cops or whatever. That's like his red flag or why he says that that person's not going to be successful. It's like a blatant uh, breaking of the law. So that's why he hates Baker Mayfield from the get-go and shits on him. Because he knows that as long as you're on the side of rule following, you will be popular and be successful and make a lot of money. And it's ultimately just a, a cowardly act because you don't have to, you don't have to stand behind anything it's like you're never saying you're never standing up for the little guy or anything you're just going with big business basically and that's what he does and he's like this is a terrific example of why um the world is just a giant smelly asshole is like colin coward just look at that guy and look at his face and look at 
look at how gross he is and um look at how gross that guy is and he gets that because he's just like a yes man ultimately and um it's just like a rule follower but unfortunately in this world that we live in that's going to get grant you a lot of success that's why that's why capitalism sucks like Colin Coward is a shining example of that and so it's like uh it, I'd say that it's it's ultimately cowardly to be like sheltered rule follower your whole life that's why he that's why that's like a riddle you can work out and I don't know I I take the I take this podcast as like a responsibility and um no does does that that you don't care about that it's on me if I if I do and um in any closing s- statements I like to make I I don't know I wanted to talk a little bit about inconvenience incon- and likability like it's kind of weird the like you need to make sacrifice to be real but maybe um it's probably just the more work that you do the more opportunities you give yourself by throwing your hat into the ring in different areas like the more content you make if you want to be successful but i'm saying i'm talking from the perspective of like i view it as a competition that's why i'm saying like this is what you got to do to do but um the more opportunities you give yourself and the more work you do is how many more opportunities you're going to give yourself is the more that you might end up likable. I just think that likability takes a lot of work and unlikability is, is easy. It's kind of like getting negative attention is easy. That's on the table for you. And that is what people don't like is somebody who doesn't put in the work so that they're not like as worthy of respect or, or whatever. But, um, that's all I got. I'll do. I'll probably do a YouTube reaction video in the, in the next one. Talk to you all later. Subscribe to my YouTube. Comment under my YouTube, please. Comment anything, friend or foe. Talk shit about me. Whatever it is. Call me a narcissist. Anything you want. Comment. Thank you. Comment. Thanks. And goodbye.